Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is Mike Rains, a.k.a. Pilgrim Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hell World. Uh, this week, uh, Sarge has been abducted by the Patriots, so I am joined only by the Mysterious L. What's fucking good, my beautiful babies? So, uh, yeah, um, in uh, if we were doing like a kayfabe narrative of this story, uh, Sarge would have been abducted because of the fact that I uh, posted a thread uh, complaining about uh, Twitter having way too many QAnon supporters uh, still uh, on their platform. And um, this has made QAnon very unhappy with me. I have received a lot of new fans today that have called me a uh, paid shill. They've posted the photos from Der Spiegel of me wearing my mask and my Patriot jersey. I have been told I'm a bad poker player. Um, there's been hey, a lot man, of hey, hate follows are still follows. Got to get, got to get those numbers up. Yes. Yes. I I'm hoping for all, I'm hoping for my number. I hope I have like 13,000 followers or whatever, based entirely off of hatred from these people who are big mad about me uh, posting about this thing where it's someone's like, Oh, this guy's trying to get us kicked off Twitter. And I was like, no, you're getting yourselves kicked off Twitter. I am asking for Twitter to uphold their terms of service which is that you can't promote misinformation, QAnon, and vaccine bullshit. And uh, basically, after Twitter uh, got rid of a bunch of big names right after 1-6, they were like, our work is done here, and they washed their hands of it. And literally, when I started this uh, thread, or when I said I was going to start this thread, I was like, hey, people, if you know any QAnon accounts with more than 10,000 followers that get like reasonable engagement, send me a DM or send me a screenshot. 
I was overwhelmed. They, like so many people were like, "Oh my god, you have no idea how many Q and R promoters are still on this platform." And I was like, wow, because I've been living on Gab and Telegram for so long. I had no idea that my backyard was now infested with these people again and that Twitter wasn't the uh, safe space that everyone told me it was. So that you was... just need to you just need to really lean into it and just like we, we need to get we need to get fucking shirts made out that say like uh, like Twitter doesn't ban people. I ban people. Oh, oh God! Yeah, if I just gave myself like the, if I just declared that I had the ban hammer and I had the ability to remove these people from Twitter, and it was like my doing. Oh boy, uh, the the amount we of need power- to get you like a, like a red check mark on Twitter to, to let to let people know that you've got the real juice. Oh, I just thought of it because I. Do you remember that uh, that the the year whatever it was where Best Buy had the guys in the yellow shirts that would check your receipt against your shopping bag to make sure you weren't stealing shit from them, uh, and then and everyone was like, "Is it legal for Best Buy to be doing that to like harass me on my way out the door?" And then eventually uh, they got the message that it was like such a bad look for them to be doing that they stopped doing it. That's what I need. I need a yellow check mark. I need to be the asshole security guard of Twitter that's like scanning your tweets to make sure you're allowed to still be on the platform. I love the idea that that their uh, their like inventory like control was to have somebody like stop you at the door to look through your bag to match it with your receipt to make sure you're not walking out of there with stuff you didn't pay for. But like, what are they doing to the people that are walking out with no bag and no receipt in their pockets are just lined with? Best Buy merchant, like yeah, certainly they can't just throw their hand in your chest as you were walking out the door and just be like, "Hey, I, I'm going to need to search your pockets." It's going to be like, <laughs> uh, "You're you're going to need to fucking get away from me before I knock your teeth out." Yeah, like you are not even a rent a cop; you are a Best Buy employee. Get the fuck out of my face! <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, but anyways, enough uh, talking about me. Let's play a content warning and then get into the real stuff. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Well, you know, they, they say there's no such thing as a uh, bad pl- publicity, right? Like back in the day, they were just like, any, any publicity is good publicity. Uh, but that was before the Me Too era. So go ahead and ask Harvey Weinstein about that. Or if you're looking for something a little more topical, you can just go ahead and ask Mr. Mike Zucker- or Mark Zuckerberg and the folks over at Facebook because uh, they got their whistle blown real hard this week. Yes, uh, they are our headline story in uh, Cues in the News. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's Cues in the News. So uh, the whistleblower came out and said that uh, basically uh, everything bad in our world is because of Facebook and they just look the other way when it comes to right-wing misinformation like vaccine crap and QAnon and that a lot of the planning for 1-6 was kind of done on Facebook and all that good stuff. Yeah, and I mean, like, specifically, isn't the whistleblower, like, like she was, like, the head of or on their, like, ethics committee or whatever? Yeah. And then, like, during the election, Facebook was just like, oh, geez, a lot of, a lot of real heated rhetoric happening. We need to get a, we need to, to get an ethics committee to make sure that we're, like, trying to clamp down on some of this stuff being posted on Facebook, which they did for a while. And then as soon as the election was over, they were just like, well, election's over, shut it down. And people were like, but wait a minute, no. 
assholes are still on Facebook. They were just like, we don't give a fuck. It, it was driving down our engagement. Time to time to just like like closing time this shit. No last time. Like you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. And they just like shut the lights out on the ethics program. So the whistleblower was just like, I'm just going to steal a bunch of your data and go to the like feds and be like, hey, fa- Facebook knew this shit was toxic and they were doing stuff to try to curb it. And then they stopped because their numbers were going down. Yeah. And, and that's like one of the things that, uh, that I, I'm not sure if it was directly from the whistleblower, but there were all these like programs about like catering Instagram and social media to tweens and stuff like that to try to create lifelong consumers on these social media platforms. It's like, how do we addict a 13 year old to Instagram or Snapchat or whatever? Like, cause the idea, Joe, Joe Campbell welcomes you to kid Instagram. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it was this really dark place where, uh, I think you said it like a, a week or so ago about how, uh, tobacco companies, they kill their customers in a very long period of time. And that's so you you get a lifetime out of that customer buying cigarettes. So now social media platforms want a lifetime of engagement with you, the consumer, and they want that engagement to start earlier and earlier and earlier. They want you hooked into the matrix as quickly as possible so they can make their money off you. Do do you think those are memes you're posting? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Neo, do you think that that keyboard cat really exists? Like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> you so great. Yeah, you you just have this uh, this basically, and then that's the thing. But is so funny about this is that these social media platforms are so predatory and so ruthless and so out to make a buck. And again, the whistleblower was just like, "Hey, Facebook." Uh, these bad people are doing a bad thing. And it's like, well, let them because we want our numbers to go back up so we can make it rain. And it's just like Mark Zuckerberg, you're a multi-billionaire. Like, how much more money do you need? How much of America are you willing to destroy to make the fake numbers in your bank account bigger than they already are? Like, Well, what- I mean, he, he's, like a, he's like a goon and a robot, so it's easy to make fun of him. But like... You know, the real answer is that, like, it's not really, it's not Mark Zuckerberg whose pockets we're lighting. It's like, you know, it's it's all the, it's all the fucking shareholders and investors in Facebook. Like, they're the, like, it's not, like, all the shit isn't going down so that Zuckerberg can, like, buy another Porsche to throw on his pile that he has a throne on top of, you know. Uh, it, it's, it's so that, like, fucking John Q, whoever, who has, like, 10,000 shares of Facebook stock, he, he, he can buy a new Lambo for his pile. Oh yeah, I, yeah. The, the entire the entire system is like so corrupt and terrible, and just the idea of Facebook being this publicly traded company where what they're selling is consumer data to advertisers to make money off of them, and the only way they can get more data off of you is by getting more engagement from you. So finding ways to ensnare you in their spider web is how they get the ducats flowing. It's just so creepy and malevolent that for the longest time, I mean, QAnon themselves have hated Facebook in perpetuity. They always, like, they, they, like Q railed against Zuckerberg all the time. There's so many uh, Q drops where he mentions Zuck or, uh, or MZ because he has to speak in code. Uh, I, just did a, I just did a search. There's like nine Q drops that have MZ in them. 
because he's just like, uh, I gotta use the, the the initial code. It's so tricky. Yeah, but, it could, could be anyone. Yeah, <laughs> it could be uh, Mike Zebra, which was one of my stage names that I didn't go with because it's awful and bad. I mean, it, it, it's so mysterious and nebulous. It's why it, it's how you gotta connect the dots to figure out the hidden truth. That's the uh, that's the the whole game of QAnon, but. They have talked about Facebook being destroyed since basically the creation of QAnon. That, that, that Zuckerberg and this, this monolith of evil that he's created needs to be torn down. So, of course, when this whistleblower shows up and starts talking about how bad Facebook is, QAnon rallies to hate her because of the fact that she's just like, yeah, Zuckerberg was totally okay with more right-wing disinformation, more um, turning a blind eye to QAnon stuff, anti-vax stuff. The stuff that QAnon's supportive of, Zuckerberg was also supportive of in a way because he just didn't want uh, regulation on it impacting the bottom line for his shareholders. So suddenly QAnon had to thread this very weird needle where they have to hate Facebook, but they also have to hate the whistleblower at the same time. So one meme I saw literally said that the whistleblower was a false flag. She was a Facebook employee lying about Facebook because Facebook wants to censor QAnon and anti-vax and all this other stuff. So she's literally just giving the talking points that Facebook wants out there. So when they crack down with further further censorship, that's what Facebook always wanted in the first place. I read on the internet that she was both homosexual and transgendered. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna spoil the warning for the listeners out there. Uh, the thing I read on the internet did not use those terms. <laughs> Of course not. Yeah, uh, that is... QAnon the- has sort of like a, let's just say, Chappellean view of <laughs> transgendered folks, where they're not exactly super nice to them. Oh, man. Uh, new QAnon hero, Dave Chappelle. Let me tell you about that. Oh, man. Yeah. Just man, this- he's just, uh, you know, Dave Chappelle's just out there telling how it is about wieners and vagoos. Like... You know, there's only two, like, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam becomes Eve, whatever. You know, it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it is so funny how if you say anything these people want to hear, you're their hero. You, it doesn't matter who you were beforehand. As long as, you're on the, as long as you're on the team now, you're on the team and they love you. I mean, it's just the way this works. So, like, I don't think these people would have known Dave Chappelle or if they would have tolerated him in the slightest before. But now that he's coming out on on the side of Team J.K. Rowling and all this crap, suddenly he's their boy. And it's just, I mean, man. Do you suppose that that if J.K. Rowling wasn't a turf, that QAnon supporters would insist that she herself was transgendered? Absolutely, 100%. I mean, I... I really because that's sort of their bag, right? Any famous woman has a penis and is like is actually a, a male posing, like like a male crossdresser. That's that's sort of that's sort of like what their deal is, right? They're just like they're just like, oh god, Michelle Obama, like a, a powerful, confident woman. Clearly, she's a man with a big a big swinging wiener because she's got confidence and success. And it's like oh. no, she's a woman, just like a biological woman, just doing it, getting it done. Yeah. It, it... 
yeah, that's their thing. I, I cannot have. I, I would love to hear them uh, claim that any woman who basically wasn't one of Trump's wives or Ivanka is an actual uh, cisgender woman. I would love for them to actually agree on one woman on earth being an actual cisgendered woman, born a woman, all that, as, the, as they would say, and all that kind of stuff. I just, it is just so... I think, I think AFAB is like the most politically correct term at the moment, right? Assigned female at birth, right? That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, that'd be, that'd probably, that'd be right. Uh, we gotta, yeah, we gotta exactly. get about, about, about throwing out AFAB and AMAB. Let's do this. Yes, yes. It's just, it's just that. It's just so funny that... I don't know what they think the biological skew of hum- of humanity at birth is. I mean, it's you listen to them and you would think that eighty percent of all people are AMAB. <laughs> I mean, it's just I think, it's just so bizarre. It's like how many wieners do you think are coming out of the, all these all the the incredibly small number of vaginas we have on this planet, according to you people? It's just so weird. That uh, if you, I don't know, just go around your neighborhood and talk to the people with some kids and the other people down the road of a couple kids and on and on, you're eventually going to hit like a 50-50 split between boys and girls. I mean, it's it's going to be in the ballpark of 50-50. But in QAnon land, like you, like when you went to grade school, like 80% of your uh, your, your classmates were, were boys, right? I mean, that's, that's QAnon's take on gender. Yeah, I mean, like, and for all of these, uh, you know, red-blooded American patriots that also happen to be, uh, like, big dick swinging, like, heterosexual, cisgendered men, uh, we call that a target-poor environment. Like, the old 80-20 split. Can you imagine? Like, oh my god, like, compared to all of these, uh, like, extra, like, high T-level, extra straight men, like, there would be a riot in the streets, and speaking of riots in the streets, we've got a bunch of extra 1-6 news because 1-6 is the new 9-11 and that it is the infamous day that will never die. Uh, so what's been going on in the in the world of 1-6? Uh, well, the first thing that was going on in 1-6 is that um, Steve Bannon and a bunch of other people in Donald Trump's orbit got hit with subpoenas. And uh, they have all said that they are listening to Donald Trump and they are going to defy these subpoenas based off of former executive privilege or something. I it just some very novel take on how our laws work and how executive privilege actually works when it comes to presidents uh, talking to their uh, their advisors in confidence, as it were. Um, now, I'm certainly no legal expert. I know you're not a legal expert either, but maybe you'll just know the answer to this question. <laughs> Typically, if you ignore a subpoena, that is like a, that is like a criminal offense, right? Like you can be like arrested or something over that. Like subpoenas are not like them politely asking you to come to court. They are compelling you to come to court, correct? Yes, you can be put in jail for a defying a subpoena. You can be literally held in contempt of court and then you are put in jail until you comply. It's just that simple. It's they're trying to get you to um, agree to appear before court, and they're going to induce you into doing that by putting you in the slammer 
until you uh, finally say, okay, fine, I don't want to be in jail anymore, so I will uh, comply with the subpoena. So, so that- do, do we think that the Democrats currently in power have the huevos rancheros to actually lock up any of these people if they just whiff them on subpoenas? That is, I mean, that's the that's the awful question because because have- if, if this was a regular ass person, they would be thrown <sighs> in jail immediately for ignoring that shit. But I don't have faith at all that Steve Bannon will see the inside of a jail cell if he turns down the subpoena because I just like like I, I am. I like there's a reason that my name starts with L on this show. It, it is L for liberal. I'm a liberal. Like I am team Democrat in terms of like who I wanted to be in power out of like the t- the shitty two choices I have. But I don't have a ton of faith that the Democrats have what it takes to actually like. I don't. I don't think they have a show of force in them. Like w- w- if a bunch of these goons just decide to ignore their subpoenas, one would expect all of them to get arrested. I don't think a single one of them will be. Yeah, that's where I am also, and I am. I'm really, really hoping that I will be pleasantly surprised by uh, the Democrats showing spine here and actually doing something about this, because this is really important. We need this information to know what these shitheads actually said and did. Uh, leading up to uh, literally an attack on our democracy and an attempt to prevent the certification of an election. This was a serious thing. And I know there are 600 odd people in jail, but those people are huge dum-dums who uh, were the foot soldiers. They were the idiots that were listening to all of these cretins telling them to uh, come to the Capitol on one six to listen to Donald Trump telling them, hey, march on the Capitol and inspire the Republicans and Mike Pence to fight hard for me and whatever that means and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we need to know what these people were saying and doing. I know uh, like Charlie Kirk from like Turning Point USA, he had to delete the tweets and other social media posts about how we brought like five buses full of patriots in for one six and Uh, Of course, those buses were full of Antifa and Black Lives Matter and FBI agents. So, no, I didn't bus in people for the riot. No, sorry, Bob, that didn't happen. But actually getting to the the people behind it, the people actually planning and carrying out this shit is so much more important than uh, worrying about uh, the Q shaman and the Jamoku put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. And stuff like that. I mean, those people are uh, small potatoes of the highest order. They don't they don't rate compared to Bannon and everybody else. Yeah, and we also need to like we can't we need to set a precedent that no being the president of the United States does not allow you to just organize crimes with a bunch of co-conspirators and then everything is protected indefinitely because you happen to be the president at the time. That should not be how executive privilege works. Like, oh, yeah, I committed a bunch of crimes when I was in the Oval Office and had a ton of help from a ton of people doing it, but that's all protected under executive privilege. Like, that is a wild precedent to set because as far as everyone should be, you know, hoping for, we're going to have a long line of future presidents. Like, this this America thing is going to keep going, and every four to eight years, we're going to have a new president in the White House. We don't want to sort of give them carte blanche to do 
whatever fucking crimes they and their buddies want to. That seems bananas. Yeah. Like, is in the White House right now. I don't want Joe Biden able to commit whatever crime he wants. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the that's the thing about QAnon. These people is they really think that, like, uh, that pretty much you should just be allowed to do uh, whatever you want. If you're it, it, like they think that we would be in favor of that, that like if anyone wanted to do a bad thing as a, a Democrat president, that all of us uh, here on, on Team Democrat would be like, that's cool. We're good with it. They think that there's like no actual morality, no actual uh, standards that we would hold anyone to because they would never hold Trump to any standard whatsoever. Anything he wanted to do was cool with them because he was the God Emperor, and it's just that's just all there is to it. Uh, but what I what I had seen before uh, this happened was that apparently it was up to Biden because he's the president if he wants to allow Trump's executive privilege claim to be upheld. And Biden has said, no, I am not going to do that. Uh, Trump's claim of executive privilege is not valid because I'm the current president and I'm in charge of that claim and I will not allow it. So for the, uh, for the very, very least, like good on Biden for that. But now the rubber needs to meet the road here. And these people need to be told that the, uh, the, literally the sergeant at arms of the house of the representatives needs to put out a bolo for these people to um, have them uh, held in contempt if they won't, uh, if they won't testify. Uh, someone was saying that like, I've saw that Dan Scavino was one of the people that was being forced to uh, being subpoenaed and that he's dodging the subpoena. I've seen QAnon memes of him in space, like floating in a space station saying, go ahead, try to serve me. And so QAnon, those respecters of the rule of law and lovers of the Constitution are now, like, making spicy memes about uh, how their boy Scavino is literally in space outside the jurisdiction of evil Nancy Pelosi. Uh, Well, the problem is, is that before Trump left office, he initiated a space force, which means that in theory, space is, in fact, in the jurisdiction of us. So go into space, Scavino. We'll fucking find you. We'll we'll, we'll get our Battlestar Galactica suited uh, Starfleet Academy members to rocket ship up on a Tesla rocket, and we'll fucking get you. Yeah, we'll find you. There's no there's no corner of the galaxy the space force won't won't uncover in order to uh, bring you before Congress to testify. We're on to you, buddy. You you thought the space force was all patriots? Deep state, deep state all day, every day. We've uh, converted Space Force leadership to our side. They're now uh, playing for the good guys. Hashtag Team Soros. Yeah, you you thought space was conservative. Nah, space is mad liberal, dogs. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. You have no idea how liberal space is. Uh, so speaking of uh, speaking of one six and, and and a group of Trump's cronies, uh, I, I heard that some reports actually came out recently about some very much uncrony like behavior from people under Trump's. Uh, rule as his tenure as the God Emperor uh, regarding his actions leading up to 1-6. What's the deal with this? Uh, so basically, uh, Trump and our boy Bill Barr, who uh, he himself also was kind of like, you know, I'm gonna resign now for reasons. Apparently, the two of them were uh, letting people know that uh, it's 
time to overturn this election that uh, we need to uh, go into Georgia and all the other good states like Arizona and Pennsylvania and uh, try to find some corruption, some voter fraud. And um, we're going to have to uh, get this election overturned. And we need the good people of the DOJ to uh, back us up and find all this uh, voter fraud and all this corruption. And uh, the lawyers at the DOJ were like, look, we're actually not your uh, personal legal staff. We don't work for Donald Trump. We work for the office of the president. And uh, if you demand we do this, there will be uh, mass resignations um, across the entire DOJ and basically like disabling the entire agency in an effort to uh, undermine your attempts to overthrow the election. And um, the uh, the main idea was to replace uh, Rosen, who was the who was going to be the uh, acting uh, head of the DOJ, with Jeffrey Clark, who was one of Trump's lawyers, who was working on this bullshit along with that other guy Eastman, who came up with that six point memo about how Pence could totally throw the election during certification to Trump if he so desired it, and. Um, Basically, the DOJ lawyers were like, if you try to get Clark in, we're out. We, we will actually leave. That is, uh, that, is a, that is a line that we will not let you cross because uh, we know what you're trying to do. And it's fucking bullshit because you're trying to undermine this election, which is not uh, cool by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's like simultaneously sort of heartwarming and terrifying to hear all these stories that are coming out of like, people actually stepping to Trump behind closed doors. Like, you know, and now that there's enough time in the rear view, we're starting to hear about these people who were just like, nah, we weren't about to let Trump do this crazy thing that he wanted to. Like now we were, we, we decided to just take, to take the nuclear coats away from Trump for a little while because he was a big whiny baby about some shit. So, <laughs> or like, yeah, we decided that if he was going to appoint this fucking goon of his to like, to, to this position, we are all just going to fuck off because we did, we wanted to wash our hands of that nonsense before Trump decided to try to do a coup. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very hard. On the one hand, it's heartening that we had people refusing this shit, but on the other hand, it's just like we actually had a a dumb moron attempting to pull off a coup, and that is kind of why it failed was his own ineptitude. And it's really, it's really amazing when you think about all the different things that kind of had to go the right way for uh, this all to have ended with Trump not kind of becoming a dictator. Because you think about how stupid our elections are and how close the Electoral College was. And in, in my mind, a lot of times I think to myself that if we had had actual legitimate polling that showed that Trump wasn't a dead duck and that he could have potentially won the Electoral College, then Mitch McConnell probably would have cut us those uh, $1,400 checks before the election. And that probably would have been enough to get Trump over the top and he would have cut the W. But thankfully, everyone thought Trump was uh, doomed. And McConnell was like, well, time to get my fiscal conservative obstructionism on and I ain't going to cut them checks and blah, blah, blah. And I don't care if Trump wants me to cut those checks because I know he's a short timer. I know he's out. I know Biden's in. And then the next thing you know, on election night, McConnell's probably like, oh, God damn it. I probably should have cut those checks. I mean, so it's just, 
it's just so wild that we had. Yeah, uh, imagine, imagine if the Republican Party could field some somebody who was charismatic and had a brain in their head. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, yeah, it's terrifying. I mean, like, yeah, it's like if the Republican Party actually had like a, a Ronald Reagan in their midst, America would be fucked. I mean, it's just that simple. I mean, Ronnie wasn't like a rocket scientist or anything, but he had that, he had charisma, he was personable, he was funny, and he was able to like play the part of like fake American statesman when he wasn't really a statesman because he was kind of a terrible dude, but he had that in him. And Trump had like the like caveman charisma, but he was dumber than a brick. So we were able to overcome and defeat him because of that. I mean, it's just like, oh, my God, if they actually had anybody with both uh, charisma and a certain level of intelligence, uh, that'd be it. We'd be done. I mean, because you've got Fox News, you've got all of these, uh, the media we have, you have Facebook I mean, it was really funny. Like, Ben Shapiro was literally whining at Facebook about, hey, all this uh, whistleblower stuff and bark, bark. And you could just, like, feel the flops went, like, forming on Ben Shapiro's forehead uh, as he was, like, being afraid that, like, Facebook was going to take away his algorithm that let me let him game the system and have the top post on Facebook every day. But you just have this entire system that's, like, based around right-wing sugar daddies coughing up money to make everybody happy. And if they could only have a charismatic face as the frontman for that operation, they'd be borderline unstoppable. But thankfully, uh, thankfully they don't have that. Thankfully, in 2016, they had 75 guys run for president and Donald Trump whipped all their asses by bragging he was going to make Mexico pay for a wall and that his dick was huge. You know, I, I hate to break it to you, but you said they don't have anyone like that, and uh, they very much do, and they've been right in front of our face the whole time, because Ron Watkins is that charismatic genius, and luckily for us, he's got some big, big news coming down the pipeline. <laughs> oh, does he ever? Oh, our boy Ron. Uh, so, Ronnie boy, uh, first, he uh, was he's in America now, uh, which, uh, for those QAnon people who think that Ron Watkins is a red-blooded uh, freedom fighter of American of, that loves America. The man's been in Japan most of his life, and uh, really, like, is only in America because he's a grifter here, and he has an audience of suckers. But at one of his little uh, meet and greets in America, he was talking with some people, and he said he had some big things coming down the pipeline, and be ready because old Ronnie Watkins is gonna just rock this country down to its core because uh and every time he said this before it's paid off huge oh absolutely never never not once has ron watkins uh made a uh, proclamation and uh left everybody hanging and he has especially never done this under his alias as q ever 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 because he was he's not q just ask him he'll tell you that he was never q that that's a lie to claim that he was q and he definitely never, ever forgot to properly censor uh, any videos. And they were giving up the secret identity of one of his, like, leaking sources of voter fraud that didn't happen. <laughs> yes. That, yeah. Which, it's, stuff like that might be why in our show notes this says Ron's big news. And this is a quote. Other dumb Ron shit. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, he had his big dumb news, and then the other dumb run shit that he's been doing recently was he's again trying to expand his brand as being a uh, a face of this uh, stop the steal anti voter fraud uh, bullshit. So after he went to that winery and cut his WWE promo about uh, big news coming up, you little Ronomaniacs, and, and and get ready for it. He then went to uh, the Attorney General's office of uh, Arizona and, and went to uh, Brunovich's place and repeated his uh, little ditty that he stole from Johnny Cochran, as it were, where he said, uh, to do what's right, you must indict. And he really loved that. He loved the rhyme scheme of right and indict. And uh, he, he banged that sucker into the ground. And um, he could not actually get a meeting with the, the, uh, the Arizona Attorney General because uh, he's not an elected official. He's not a citizen or a voter of Arizona. He's a dumb right-wing, like... Uh, influence peddler he actually is q so that would be a really good reason to stay the fuck away from him if you were a serious person who ever wanted to be held uh held in high esteem by regular people on this earth so yeah speaking of ron being q what, what do you think the odds are that his big big news is the return of q daddy uh i oh, but, I like, it, like but before before we get to the one year uh well they would call it a delta uh of of q not saying anything like what do you think the odds are that q starts posting again and rod's just like my good buddy q wink uh (laughs) is posting again i i i really wonder if that's because because that's like the only thing that he actually has control over that he could do because he doesn't like any other quote-unquote big news that he would ever have is going to be either underwhelming or one of his dumb projects. I mean, he was working on a crypto coin for a long time. Uh, Frederick Brennan brought it up a bunch of times. I think it was called like Seuss coin or Susie coin. I think it was like an abbreviation for like suicide because ch- the, the chans are so edgy and all that kind of stuff. But I know that he said that he had like seen some of the programming behind like the, the Ron crypto coin. And he was like, if you've seen how the chans are made, if you trusted a crypto from Ron Watkins, you're the biggest idiot alive. That thing would be the ultimate shit coin. Um, so there's no other project that he could possibly uh, try attempt to undertake that would excite people or have even a 0.1% chance of getting off the ground. So I think it's kind of like 50-50 if he actually does the whole Q is back, baby, thing. But the main reason why I think it's 50% that he wouldn't do it is that Q just doesn't, like, tickle his pickle anymore. Like, he's the headliner of the Patriot Double Down in Las Vegas. And that's because he's Q, wink, wink, and... He wants to be in public. He wants to be the boy. Uh, you saw that video. You, you saw it before I did, apparently, of him punching the heavy bag or the medium bag, as it were, and telling the Arizona Attorney General, you got to fight for our freedoms. He wants to be doing this shit. He wants to be in front of the camera. And if he's the mysterious Q, he doesn't get that dopamine hit from like cutting his promos and being the big boy. 
Also, I gotta imagine that he's probably pretty worried about the amount of uh, attention that uh, QAnon has been getting from the government, and you know, but posting posing his Q behind the the ultra secure Chan trip code or whatever. I don't know if it's as ultra secure as you would like if you know that the FBI and the CIA and Interpol and every one of their mothers going to be looking at you. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, you're you know that because that's the thing now is after one six and after seeing that these right wing grifters were actually able to like do a terrorism as it were like that 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 this stuff wasn't just confined to uh, the internet. This wasn't just confined to a bunch of assholes selling Trump coins. Um, it was it actually led to uh, people uh, storming the Capitol. So the moment Q shows up, you if you're everyone's going to be watching you and monitoring you, so you literally can't say anything. I mean, you would basically have to do Q drops, telling everyone, "Hey, everybody, stay home, do nothing, post memes, be friendly," and. QAnon doesn't want to hear that shit. QAnon wants to hear you talking about arrests and uh, and and Gitmo and all kinds of other and Durham and Huma. Yes, exactly. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Like yeah, it, like like they want to hear about you uh, bringing pain and punishment and 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 justice. They don't want to hear you talking about hey guys, um, something's going to happen at some point soon. I promise. Yeah, I mean for for QAnon to come back or for for QAnon, QAnon never left. For Q to come back, he would have to show back up, uh, dropping some some spicy and fiery rhetoric on us. Uh, speaking of spicy and fiery rhetoric, uh, you know who else is in the news? Our good friend Alex Jones. And this time it's for, I guess, a positive reason. At least the, the, the net result is pretty positive. Because I hear that, m- much like that medium bag, uh, he's been taking some shots, but in the courts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So our boy Alex Jones, uh, he basically did the impossible. He managed to lose... A, uh, a, 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 a libel slander case and he managed to lose it without even going to the jury. He acted in such bad faith when it came to presenting documents and depositions for discovery and actually like honoring the, what the court was doing and respecting the process of what was going on that eventually one day the judge was like, you know what? 
fuck you. You have so disrespected this entire process that you lose before we even go to trial. You lose by default. And the trial itself will literally just be a closing argument where the prosecution goes to a jury and says, we need you to give the Sandy Hook families a pile of money from Alex Jones. And here's why we think that pile of money needs to be fucking huge. So like, that's going to be the entirety of this lawsuit now is just a presentation to a jury to award fiscal compensation to the Sandy Hook families that have won the lawsuit against Alex Jones because he refused to participate in the lawsuit. Man is dead. Preacher is the winner. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, I, and the thing is, is like, I remember, uh, I'd say like two or three months ago, uh, there's like a lawyer guy. I can't, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but there's a lawyer that I follow on Twitter who is, uh, kind of like a conservative, never Trump Republican who voted for Biden was pretty adamant that Biden needs to win the election because Trump's destroying America and that he would prefer to have a Democrat in office than a wannabe dictator. But like this guy whose politics are not great for me, but were good for at least for the whole Biden thing. That guy was saying, he's like, yeah, I figured I figure that uh, Jones is going to win this lawsuit because, again, it's libel slander in America, and it's really hard to overcome that thing. And I remember reading that and just being like so bummed out because I was like, fuck, really? This piece of shit is going to get away with this? And I mean, I don't and I know that guy's like speaking from the outside. He doesn't know exactly what the what the case was looking like vis-a-vis the Sandy Hook parents and Alex Jones. But just that whole thing about the bar being so high to clear for one of these cases that you would think that if Alex had any brain cells whatsoever, that he would just be like, okay, lawyers, just give them whatever fucking documents they want. If they need to depose me, I'll read a few things and I'll go through the deposition as best I can. And when we get to court, we'll just yell first amendment. I honestly believed what I was saying, blah, blah, blah. And I got like a 60, 40 chance of winning the lawsuit. And that, like that, just that low level of effort, Alex Jones couldn't even muster up that, that he managed to just fuck this so royally that like the one kind of lawsuit you can't lose in America, he lost. Doc, he's too busy devoting all of his brain power to worrying about gay frogs. (laughs) And, and, And as Knowledge Fight would love to say, fighting the literal Christian devil. I mean, that's, those are his two great... Uh, enemies in our world is uh, gay frogs and the uh, cloven hoofed devil uh, that Alex Jones and Antonin Scalia both believed that they were uh, engaged in a titanic struggle against for the fate of humanity. Oh yeah. Hillary Clinton smells like sulfur. Didn't you know? Yeah. Uh, Oh, that was great. I think, uh, I think they actually said that in, uh, because I, because knowledge fight actually talked to the lead lawyer of the Sandy Hook family, um, after the, the ruling came down. And I I think at one point they made a a comment about that, that like the, the lawyer should have asked Alex if he smelled like sulfur, if like, was he evil enough being the lawyer, like fighting him and trying to take him down on behalf of the deep state. Did the lawyer have the sulfur smell? Like high, how high up the Soros uh, totem pole do you have to go before you actually start getting that sulfur stink on you? 
Yeah, uh, so everybody knows that sulfur is the devil's mineral. Yes. <laughs> What's God's mineral? What's a good mineral to smell like? Uh, well, yeah. I, well, I, have we can have we confirmed what God smells like? Uh that I don't know. I mean, I know that, uh, in, like in the Old Testament, you sacrifice animals to God because it smells nice and He likes it. So I know that there are aromas that God Himself finds appealing. So. He probably he might smell like that. He might like his own stink, as as they say. So that could be it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know much from smells, but uh, I do remember hearing that uh, there was a secret chord that if you play it, it will please the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> All right, our last headline for the week. Uh, it has been revealed. Apparently, I haven't looked too much into it. That's why we have Mike here. I see headlines. I don't read headlines. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, AT&T, good old Mott Bell, has apparently been funding One America News, everyone's favorite, uh, completely untrustworthy, not even really a news network. Yeah, uh, and this isn't even like, and this isn't even like a thing where uh, AT&T is like offering up like, 50% or anything of the amount of money that runs OAN. It appears that AT&T is like just fully funding OAN that they're, that this is an operation uh, that is just like top to bottom soup to nuts, literally just AT&T built OAN out of whole cloth. And that is really weird. I mean, because AT&T also uh, like spends a lot of advertising money on CNN and they they're like playing both sides, but they actually also created pretty much OAN. I mean, it's it's very bizarre that um, that what is supposedly this neutral, boring uh, communications network that is AT&T. I mean, they're just literally the people that want you to use their service for your iPhone or whatever that they've like staked out a uh, like some territory in the far right nutosphere, and that's it's really strange. Um, one of these uh, one of the people in the group, um, the, 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 I guess the guy that ran uh, the company, uh, Robert Herring, said AT and T told us they wanted a conservative network, and they and Fox News wasn't good enough for them, so. This guy was like, oh, AT&T wants a right-wing network? I'll build one for them. And um, that once OAN happened, uh, AT&T got DirecTV to carry uh, OAN on DirecTV because um, AT&T owns them. So this is like, uh, I don't know if this is true or not, but I had heard the legends of this back in the days when I worked in a mall and stuff like that. But that Lids store that just like sells hats in every mall you've ever gone to, that like the guy that runs Lids is uh, part of the family that owns the Simon Mall Corporation. So if he tells his family, hey, guys, I want to open up a Lids in this Simon Mall, they're like, you got it. No problem. No problem at all, buddy. So like that's basically what happened here was this guy uh, started a network and then AT&T was like, put that network on our cable provider because we own the cable provider. OAN in every direct TV house in America. So you, if, if, if the mild racism and white nationalism of Tucker Carlson isn't enough for you, 
we're going to give you OAN. We're going to give you literally like as close to the protocols as you can get without actually talking about the protocols. Honestly, though, if you're still on DirecTV, you sort of deserve it. <laughs> if you're still on DirecTV, you're, you're the sort of person that is like the exact right demographic for a fucking like hardcore, like conservative extremism uh, propaganda news network. Hey, what's wrong with DirecTV? I had them for a long time, mostly because they had Sunday Ticket, and I just wanted to watch a lot of football on the weekends. <laughs> uh, what, what's wrong with DirecTV? Oh, how, let me count the ways. Uh, but my, my, probably my biggest problem with All Satellite is that uh, it turns out that peak TV watching days are days when it is shitty outside. Uh, so those are the days I would least want my service to go out, and that's exactly what you're buying in for if you have a satellite dish. It was like, oh, man, it's too rainy outside to do anything. I guess I'll sit inside and watch TV, and it's gone. Okay, nice. Well, that was fun. <laughs> hey, I will have you know that I have many times uh, gone out to the backyard to dust off the satellite dish because there was too much snow on it, and it was blocking the signal. And that uh, after I had uh, de-snowified our dish, uh, we had our television back. And I mean, yeah, you, you, know what, you know what I don't get with cable? Not that I have cable either, but when I had cable, you know what I never got with it? Homework. <laughs> I never had to do. I never had to. I never had to do any homework to fucking get my cable to work. I could just watch what I wanted to watch when I wanted to watch it. You, you, you didn't. You didn't have to traipse through your snow covered backyard to get to your snow covered satellite dish in order to be able to watch TV. Yeah, I didn't have to like bust out my shovel and dig up a wire and just be like, oh damn, the worms got at it again." No, it just <laughs> always just kind of worked. It was fine, and then and, and man, now I have the internet, and boy howdy, let me tell you, like no no satellite involved with this here internet, and just it works like a dream. And yeah, fucking yeah. if you have if you have Direct TV, and it's not your only option, like I'm sure there's some rural rural places uh, filled with people who are certainly not listening to this message, but uh, like if you have any other option and you are sticking with satellite, I mean you you get what you get, you you can enjoy One America News. That's 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 on <laughs> you, bud. You you can enjoy One America News and like like you know the the National Lacrosse League and just like every every other like te- like the tab version of television like like <laughs> satellite, satellite is the is the RC cola to cables Coke you're like eh. I mean technically yes this is a soda but. Uh, not really. <laughs> the, the the one thing is this makes me wonder about is like, man, what a headwind Newsmax has to be facing, and who's bankrolling that place? Because I mean, if if OAN literally has like the insider bullshit from uh, like the AT and T getting them on uh, Directv and all that kind of stuff. Like what? What is Newsmax is like into uh, getting deals because Fox Amazon is, that would be awesome. Oh my god! Oh man, that would be the greatest thing in the world if it turned out that Bezos was funding Newsmax because holy shit, would QAnon turn on that them on a dime? Um, it, once once any bad once any bad guy, there's a whiff of bad guy on anything in their world. Oh, the, oh, they're angry. Oh, oh, their betrayal is great, and their hearts are broken. That you would, you be- would think that they would love Big Daddy Bezos because he's king capitalism. Oh yeah, well, they Big Daddy Bezos doesn't like Trump, and that's all that matters. He, Bezos's version of capitalism is communism because he doesn't like Trump, and if you don't like Trump, communism. 
that's their level of logic. It's not very deep or intelligent, but it's what they have. It's what it's what they're working with. It's, it's oh not- man, how how awesome is it going to be when Trump dies? He, he, he is a, he's an out of shape man of an advanced age. I'm not I'm not wishing any violence or anything upon him, but at some point he's just going to die from quote natural causes, which is still a funny way to describe death. Like yeah. because because it's because it's, it's it's not like you're on a shot clock or whatever. Like, you know, <laughs> but but, uh, but yeah. So at some point he's going to expire, and man, that, that's just I, I sure I sure fucking hope we're still podcasting about this shit when it happens because it's going to be a juicy day. Oh, I mean, I, I actually think there there's like probably a ten to fifteen percent chance of actual terrorism the day Trump dies because there are going to be people who will not believe it. I mean. Like, Trump could come out tomorrow and say that he has some devastating form of cancer, be it like advanced lung cancer, brain cancer. He could just say, look, guys, I I got some real bad news from my doctor. I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to fight the good fight. But uh, thoughts and prayers and all that good stuff. I've got cancer. The doctor says it's advanced. He says the most advanced cancer you've ever seen. You wouldn't, but you wouldn't believe how advanced my cancer is. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And that could happen. And then like seven months later, uh, seven months later, during which we see like various different appearances of Trump where he looks more and more gaunt and more and more sickly. And then after all of that time, Trump like passes away uh, after literally in every headline is after a battle up with cancer, uh, former president Donald Trump passed away at the age of whatever this day, you would have QAnon people swearing he'd been assassinated by the deep state. Like even if it was the most textbook battling a terminal illness disease and slowly having it eat away at your life force until you die, they wouldn't accept it. And they would believe that just like Soros hitmen broke into his house and dropped him. And bro, uh, D- DJT is fucking immortal. He's got he's got so many thoughts and prayers. You oh, like he's just he's he's a man made of thoughts and prayers. He'll never die. Yeah, yes. <laughs> the, and that's how that's that's how the, that's how these people operate. I mean, they're literally under the belief that their like conspiracy theory, which is entirely based around a very overweight man in his mid seventies is never going to suffer any health setbacks. That titan of health that, as we've brought up many times on this podcast, had to gingerly walk down a ramp and oftentimes had to drink with two hands on his sippy cup because he couldn't lift it with one hand. Like, Yeah, because his hands are so dainty. He's got, yeah. he's got tiny, like, Lego man hands. <laughs> Yes, but like that guy, that that not in good health man is the just titan of wellness that will live to be ninety five. He's he's got another two, he's got an easy two decades left in him, according to QAnon. It's just it's just really wild that like this is the this is their view of uh, their hero. Hey man, that that Regeneron is no joke. It's like ninety eight percent just HGH or whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, so now that now that we've worked our way through our headlines and uh, imagined a, a better world where Donald Trump has died of cancer, uh, do we want to uh, go into our mailbag? That sounds like a plan to me. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. 
Uh, so uh, Sub-Zero Shirt Art asks, uh, can poker now claim a Q-proof and future-proofs past? And uh, more than one year Delta on his prediction that Trump would be relentlessly pushing the vaccine, plus taking credit for it, once it's out, no matter what. Super insider, uh, super secret insider much? I'm pilled! <laughs> uh, so thank you for the uh, intro to all that good stuff. But uh, I had always said that uh, QAnon was going to face like one of two like kind of major breaking points in uh, their existence. And like the first one was going to be uh, Trump losing the election. And the second one would be that if he won the election, they would have to deal with him being aggressively pro-vaccine. And uh, they got around the first one by claiming that he didn't lose the election but they're really working hard on trying to figure out how to get around the second one. Cause the second one is, is, is a plot hole they can't fix. And I, and I actually a couple of days ago saw like some people getting really mad about Trump being pro vaccine and being like, this prick keeps pushing the vaccines when he knows what it's doing to us. And I'm not understanding it. Like, why is he doing this? Like he, he has to know there's, there, there's no good reason for it. And I won't accept it. And, um, and there are people who are like, you're, you're saying that I'm a black pill and shill because I'm mad about Trump and the vaccines. Well, I'm sorry, I'm questioning your narratives. And it's like, well, the narrative is that Trump is God and he's infallible. And yes, you you really can't question that narrative if you want to still be on the team. Like the, the entire point of being on the team is that you have to be pro-Trump 100%. And when Trump breaks the rules, you have to apologize for it. You, you can't ever hold Trump accountable for doing a bad thing. That's just against QAnon's principles. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, he, he's Teflon Don for a reason. He's just like the master of it. Just you know, when he was in office, it just seemed like the, the, it just seemed like he was literally untouchable, and his behavior was completely uh, beyond like legal reproach. And now that he is no longer the president of the United States, he's just sort of being carried on this wave of people that still have like true believer faith that every every word out of Donald. Donald Trump's mouth is the gospel and that he is like some sort of hyper evolved being despite the fact that he's got t- a tiny Lego man hands and like allegedly a, a small mushroom shaped penis and like can't, can't walk down a ramp. Hair looks ridiculous. Skin looks ridiculous is old and fat. Like, doesn't, doesn't know how to apply makeup. Looks like a clown from a rodeo. And again, I'm not, I'm not trying to say, I'm not saying I'm saying all this stuff as somebody who's in a similar boat to Donald Trump, because I am also not the best going down a ramp. I am also overweight and my hair is also ridiculous. So like, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here saying that I am an Adonis, but I don't have a group of sycophantic, uh, assholes, like constantly hanging off of my every word, unless you count our listeners. Hey, <laughs> I love you babies. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for the question. Sub-Zero. Yes. So uh, up next is a little Lappin le- uh, Loopy Lou uh, eyeball emojis, hourglass explosion emoji uh, says, I have one. After Jim Watson made his Senate testimony appearance, Benny Thompson and his staff were threatened. Uh, the guy got charged, but whatever happened. Um, so I looked at this and it looks like the wheels of justice are grinding incredibly slowly. And that like some schmuck uh, named, uh, 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 Newton Newton Wade Townsend uh, is the guy, but I cannot find any uh, information about him actually standing trial or anything going on. Like just this guy got on Facebook, started threatening some uh, people on the one six uh, committee, but 
not the 160 mini, but on the on the Ron on the Jim Watkins needs to tell us about eight chin because all these mass shooters keep posting manifestos on his message board. But literally every uh, headline is from June 2020, and yeah, so this I, I really have no idea. Um, it's been over a year since this guy was arraigned, so you would have thought something would have happened, but maybe he's just like such a small a fish that. Maybe there was just uh, like he pled out, got probation or whatever, and no one bothered to cover it because some dipshit making a thread on Twitter or social media, it doesn't it doesn't tickle anyone's fancy, even though, again, this is QAnon and we know what they're capable of. But it's weird. It's just a weird thing where this guy did a thing and got charged, but it's very unsatisfying because there's no payoff. It's like the Matt Gates bullshit. Uh, although the good news about the Matt Gates bullshit was apparently the guy that was going to be sentenced for cooperating has once again asked for a five month extension on his sentencing because he's cooperating too hard and they need another half year for the cooperation to continue. So uh, that I, I'm hopeful on that front at the very least that maybe everyone's favorite pederists in Congress that QAnon supports because they really actually don't care about pedophiles. They just hate the people they hate. They use pedophilia as an excuse that maybe that prick will actually face real justice. We need to, we need to get that man some like swirly triangle cufflinks or whatever. And then maybe, maybe we can win. Maybe we get to win some of this QAnon nuts over to our side. Oh, that'd be so great. Oh man. We get Matt Gates some like, yeah, we get, we get him some, uh, like silver cufflinks with like blue swirls on them. And he just thinks they're cool and he wears them and then boom, he's out of the club. That's like, that's like actual evidence, uh, like the, the Venmo payments and all the other stuff where he's like literally texting like a, like a 17 year old girl and being like $500 for not sex, eggplant emoji, like tongue emoji, peach emoji, like that, that doesn't do it for QAnon. That's false flag. That's deep state. But if Matt Gates was wearing some swirly cufflinks, pederist, 100% pederist. Or like a butterfly. Can we get, can we go to wear a butterfly? That'd be great. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be, that would be awesome. I would be. A maybe huge... just have like an actual literal butterfly like land on him randomly during a photo op or whatever. And they'd just be like, oh, that's that's it for Matt Gates. <laughs> that, 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 that's it. For, that's it for Matt Gates and all the forehead he brought to the party with him. Yes, and it is it is ample. It is an ample quantity of forehead. So uh, I am uh, sorry that I didn't have a really great answer for your actual question, but I hope uh, riffing on Matt Gates was uh, worth it. So thank you for the question. Yeah, I certainly had nothing for the actual question because I don't know who any of those dinglings are. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Klutz Zero, we have a lot of zeros in our audience, uh, says, uh, do you think Trump would actually act on anything these guys told him if they ever got to have a meeting with him? These guys being Clay Clark and an associate. Uh, and then he links to the thing that a whiteboard uh, sits in Clay Clark's office. Clay Clark has been organizing a lot of Q conferences under the moniker Reawaken America Tour. Uh, oh God, yeah, this guy. I've seen the I've seen the whiteboard. It's just your standard Glenn Beck, uh, always sunny in Philadelphia, conspiratorial bullshit. So like. <laughs> I don't think Trump would actually do anything for these people because Trump never does anything for anyone if they don't give him tons of money. So 
I think he would humor them, but I think like the who is going to do what for whom, like loyalty to Donald Trump is always a one way street. You're you're helping out Donnie two scoops, or you're not helping, or or nothing's going to happen at all. So um, I think that guy would need some serious pay to play, as it were, in order for him to um, in order for him to be able to do anything. I mean, now if Mike Lindell were to break off some of that my pillow money for Donald Trump, then then maybe some maybe he'd get the, the ball moving. But I don't see uh, random idiot uh, rabble rousing on the internet uh, being able to actually sway Trump. Because they just need to organize a uh, uh, a Republican celebrity golf tournament, which would like appeal to to Trump's love of doing golf instead of working. And also his being the most successful and uh, popular person in any given room. Because as we've gone over before, Republicans have no good celebrities. All the celebrities are has-beens who suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Donald Trump and John Voight. And it's like, ooh, man, that's... Uh, James Woods. And yeah. uh, God, who's the lady from Cheers? I'm spacing out her name right now. Kirstie Alley. Oh yeah, Kirstie Alley's there. She's yeah. She re- remember back when she was famous in like nineteen eighty eight or whatever. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. The Nuge. We we I feel like we always end conversations of Republican celebrities by one of us just saying the Nuge. As well, we should. I mean, he's he's the timeless classic of just a dumb, useless Republican who gets way too much press for his Republicanism, and like that's all he's famous for now. I mean, and not shitting himself to avoid the Vietnam War and probably being a pederast. And you, again, you would think that ducking military service and liking liking young ladies would be disqualifying to the, for him. But no, again, QAnon doesn't care about anything. They're totally. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's 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 the Donald Trump story. So they got, they got to love that shit because their 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 boy does it. Yeah. Uh, Scareman Walkman asks, at what age should someone stop trick-or-treating and when did you stop? Uh, I think like I sort of ironically kept trick-or-treating until I was around 13 or 14. Um, but honestly, I think you should pro- like, once you're out of middle school, I think it's like, like your last year of middle school should probably be the last year of trick-or-treating. <laughs> Because, yeah, I, because it, like, I, I mean, well, I'm not sure if it's like the same way now or, you know, because I, I'm not I'm not in touch with the youths or whatever. But I seem to remember that by the time I got into even my freshman year of high school, I was starting to learn like the, the 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 pleasures of adult stuff like that I wasn't supposed to have access to yet. Like, you know, smoking weed and trying to like hook up with girls and like underage drinking and, you know, just like getting into like actual like like teenage shenanigans and at that point, it's just like it seems sort of weird to go from like being like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go fucking smoke a blunt and try to like get some head," to like, "I'm gonna go knock on some stranger's door for candy." <laughs> yeah, no, Adventures of Hell World podcast does not support any of the underage <laughs> stuff El just described. That was El's personal childhood experience. It does not necessarily reflect. Uh, an endorsement our, on behalf of either of us or the podcast. Our, yeah, the, our official editorial stance is obey the law. <laughs> yeah, but, but please no underage head giving or receiving uh, at the behest of the Adventures in Hell World podcast. <laughs> yes. 
but yeah, I don't know, man. Like, so, so I think my last year, and and honestly, like, I think the like, and you know, the the last year I did it. So this probably this would have been around around the turn of the millennium or whatever. I think like the last quote unquote costume I had was just like a woman, like I like I just like had access to a wig and a dress, and I was just like meh, like whatever, YOLO, just like throw the wig and the dress and just like went out to get some free candy or whatever. I think I made it through like the houses in my neighborhood and came away with like you know a quarter of a sack of candy and I was like I'm fine, and then like I, <laughs> and, then, and then I went to go get into like shenanigans, so. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Your mileage may vary. I guess it depends on the wholesomeness of your community too, right? Like if you live somewhere in the Midwest where it's just like acceptable to be slightly older and trick or treating, or if you have younger siblings or whatever, like there are certainly excuses that would like, you know, I wouldn't certainly like just be like, you're 16 and trick or treating. Get the fuck out of here, nerd. If you're there with like your eight year old sibling or whatever, I'd just be like, fine. (laughs) But, But if you show up at my door and you're like 22 by yourself, and you're dressed like a like a sexy nurse or something, and you're like trick or treat. I'm gonna be like, is this a sting operation? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember when I stopped trick or treating because I, I it's really funny in a lot of ways. As I as a child, I wasn't that into Halloween, and I think I kind of got more into like kind of the spirit of it all uh, later in life. But even then, I'm just too lazy to like go out and get like a high level costume. So um, I really don't know when I quit doing it, but I think L's pretty on the nose when it comes to uh, like the age brackets for trick or treating. And my neighborhood is very bizarre for this stuff because like one year I will get like forty or fifty trick or treaters, and it will just be a mob scene. And like last year, I think I had three people come to my door. And I was just like, wow. And just literally had a bucket just full of candy. And it was like, well, now it's time to, now it's time to earn that diabetes. Cause uh, <laughs> I just have a mountain of candy here in front of me and no one wanted it. So on a personal note, it's glad to like, it, it's nice to not have Sarge here to give me like, like fart smelling face, whenever I bring up like the, 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 the actual reality of like, sexual activities happening between consenting people in, a, in, in our like like I, I i could bring up like a sexual maneuver without having to look at sarge's face wrinkle up like i just mentioned auschwitz or something <laughs> oh that puritan sarge uh well i i hope the patriots are treating him well this evening yeah i mean uh, i mean ho- hopefully whatever stuff he's getting up to tonight is consensual and he's not getting black bagged and taken to gitmo or whatever the like you know <laughs> yes the, the the QAnon's idea of an erotic dream. So uh, thank you for the question, Scareman Walkman. Uh, Daniel asks, can you live react to her page for the entire episode instead? And uh, he links to a TikTok video from some woman whose TikTok handle is Wake Up Girl Two, and uh, it's an 18 second clip of her talking about the military breaking into Facebook, and that's why it's been shut down. Because uh, let me tell you. Uh, QAnon had themselves a few theories about why Facebook was down for those few hours a few days ago, and uh, they were not uh, boring theories. They were not, ah, the server must have crashed or something happened to the routers. Nope. It was, uh, this is it, the 10 days of darkness. Uh, we've, uh, we've we've won, Patriots in control, all that good stuff. And um not so much as it turns I mean, out. That that has to be like the craziest possible read of that situation where it's just like, hey, a whistleblower has come forward to say that Facebook has gotten into some dubious shit. And then Facebook immediately goes down for like 12 hours and all of their like, 
you know, subsidiaries also go down. And they're reading on it. It's just like, ah, yes, the Patriots are clearly doing this. And it's like, don't you guys think that it's much more likely that Facebook is doing this to get rid of all of their incriminating data or that hackers hearing that Facebook is fucking evil and terrible have decided to do some vigilante hacktivism justice on this shit? Like, I don't, I don't know how many different scenarios you have to get to before you're just like, ah, yes, obviously this is proof that red-blooded American patriots are finally taking back what's ours. She's like, no, it seems much more likely that this is evil Mark Zuckerberg and his boys deciding to take down Facebook so that they can scrub it of anything that makes them look even worse. Yeah, I mean, I remember some people talking about how what was happening to Facebook felt like what happened had to be coming from the inside because it was like almost like so surgical the way the company was being uh, deplatformed and removed. And that even if it was a mistake, even if it was like a problem inside their own uh, software, that it would again be internal. It could not have been an external attack from quote unquote, the Patriots or anybody. So I think uh, either they had an actual hiccup or a snafu or they were like, Hey, we have to change a lot of stuff in a really overt manner and we need it done in a really quick way so that when someone comes looking at our books, we can claim it's always been this way. I mean, one of those two options is way more likely than uh, than Trump ordered the attack and the swamp is being drained. Yeah, the the swamp training starts with Facebook because that that that's what that's what he meant when he said he was going to train the swamp. This like the swamp is wherever you want it to be. It certainly didn't specifically mean Washington D.C. Yeah. Uh, Reverend Xenofact asks, uh, QAnon anti-vax, anti-mask types are acting bolder and more unhinged. What are the odds they kill someone over vaccines or masks? And then he answers his own question by bringing up the fact that a Maryland man killed his pharmacist brother because he believed his pharmacist brother was killing people with the vaccine. So, uh, that makes yeah. your job easy. Thanks for the question and the answer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this was a pretty grim thing. Uh, I have been waiting for like the the proverbial quote unquote more news to come out about this because there have been a lot of stories about a person kills somebody in their life because of QAnon, and then like a few days later, like more information comes out about mental illness, that that the other thing, and that there were other possible uh, reasons for what happened. But uh, this story on its face right now looks really incredibly bad. Because uh, this guy was like freaking out and arguing with his family and then eventual about the the vaccine and how bad it was. And then finally, um, the guy decided, you know what, I'm just going to kill my brother because my brother knows he's poisoning people with COVID vaccines and I have to stop him now because he is uh, he's doing this terribly evil thing. And uh, it's just. And also, I mean, at pretty much every week, like if this is the first week in a while where we haven't had like a specific segment devoted to people technically killing someone because of their dumb stance on the vaccine and anti-mask bullshit. Uh, but the person in question is themselves. So yeah. uh, like, I mean, at like, you know, it may sound a little pedantic, but at the end of the day, like, yes, these people have been 
killing folks for a while now and like the majority of the time the people that die are themselves uh but that shouldn't be discounted out of hand just because like you know even even a shit bird like leaves a bunch of like devastation in their wake when they pass on like uh no, no matter how much i might hate the rhetoric of somebody who believes all this bullshit when they die and they had five kids that they were supporting well now those five kids are fucked so yeah it's like exactly. you know like like the we're we're pretty like like casually just sort of antagonistic about these people on the podcast because you know it's easy to just say fuck them but like fuck them does not necessarily ripple out to to fuck their families that you know had no like say in the matter right like like if you're some piece of shit and you're raising like a three or four year old kid that three or four year old kid hasn't gotten ruined by you yet like just like you know so so your death really fucks them up in a lot of ways in a lot of different ways that if you were still alive and tried to tell them that like joe biden was the literal devil or whatever but like Uh, you know so the uh, the, yes these people have already been killing folks because of their uh, anti-mask and anti-vax stance uh and a lot of the times those people happen to be they themselves in like a weird twilight zone twist yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, that's the, the thing is that it's mostly been kind of a form of suicide, but now we're actually getting homicides. And the, the I remember someone bringing this up oh, like a while ago is that any of these like Congress people or any of these uh, like just anti-vaxxers or anyone else, anyone who's arguing against quote unquote mandates why are you arguing against a mandate when you think the vaccine itself is murderous? Like just, yeah, if, you, if you got a problem with mandates then just don't date men, you fucks. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but the low hanging fruit, but I, I it, it, be intellectually consistent. It's like the people who talk about like, if a woman gets an abortion, we're going to like jail the doctor or the provider of the abortion. We're not going to jail the woman. And it's like, why not? The woman killed her baby. She's a murderer. I mean, own your shit. Own your horribly illogical, terrible worldview. Don't uh, try to make it uh, more uh, palatable to other people by like adding steps to it. There's Because there's no point. Because it's not intellectually honest. Uh, if you think the vaccine's murderous, oppose the vaccine directly. If you think abortion's murder, everyone involved in an abortion goes to jail. I mean, this is this is what you believe. Like, believe it. Like, just like stick to it. Don't don't try to sugarcoat it because you know it's unpopular and you, on some level, know you're wrong. I mean, like that's or just- maybe just maybe they don't actually believe a fucking thing. This is true. They could just be maybe, maybe they just have no convictions whatsoever. Absolutely. I mean, that's also absolutely true. So uh, thank you for the terribly bleak and <laughs> grim question, Reverend Xenofact. Uh Pancake Peasant asks, I'm saddened to learn that the magical forest ape formerly known as Bigfoot has been pilled. How did this happen? What issues does pilled Bigfoot care about? Uh, pilled Bigfoot, he... Well, so, you know, uh, one thing is simpatico on with uh, liberals is, uh, like, wildlife conservation. He's not exactly looking for a big pipeline to be, like, put through his home or whatever. Um, but he, you know, he doesn't he doesn't like these, these fucking tech companies getting up in here, making their big monopolies, and just giving everyone access to cameras to take pictures of his blurry ass when he's just trying to take a shit in the woods. He's not a big fan of that. Uh, he loves guns. 
like you read about because he's a woodsman. You know, he wants to be out. What he does on his property is his own business. Uh, you know, he doesn't believe federal. He doesn't like federal government. He feels like Washington State, where he is from, uh, should be in charge of his territory or whatever. Uh, you know, just general conservative talking point shit for the most part. As for how he got pilled, I'm assuming it has to have been literature that he found while raiding camps of people uh, getting up in his territory. Because I don't think they get very good reception in the woods unless they've got direct TV. And even then they get even worse reception. Boom, roasted. <laughs> so do you, do you think he found a bunch of chick tracks? Do you think that like he became like kind of like a really hardcore Christian because he was like finding out about God through the, the writings and scrawlings of Jack Chick? Uh, I, I think I think if he found any tracks, he was he was just following regular uh, regular Bigfoot tracks of like one of his friends through the woods, uh, and then uh, there were two sets of them, and then there was only one set of them, and he was like, "What?" And then his friend had to explain that that was when Jesus was carrying him. Oh, like, right. oh shit! Yeah. He was like, "Oh shit!" Like, yeah. So take a cast of that the next time you're up in the forest of the Pacific Northwest. You're just like, "Oh shit!" I think I found a Jesus track. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident that the Jesus in this question, in this case, was carrying a pilled Bigfoot. <laughs> you, you take that back to your family during your Thanksgiving and have them just be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> aside from, aside from the word Bigfoot, everything you just said there was gibberish. Yes, <laughs> that would be the greatest thing ever. Uh, so, uh, the ghost of Dipset asks, uh, did the Facebook outage fizzle out immediately or have you seen any prominent QAnon grifter saying it's still hanging on to it? I know Sather turned on it, but that's all I've seen. Uh, they, I mean, it, the big thing about QAnon is that anything is the biggest news in the history of the world. And then a few days later, it's completely forgotten about everything to them is ephemeral. Everything is just about getting that dopamine high for a person for a few moments. And then, and then you just go back to your life the way it was before. Nothing ever changes. So yeah, it, it was, it was a pixie stick. It was just a little, little bit of sugar down the gullet and then we're moving on. Um, so that was really about all there was to that. Uh, thank you for the question. Uh, and lastly, uh, doctor initially says, what is your prediction of QAnon slash save the children to hear it when the FDA authorizes the COVID vaccine for children? Um, I, th- that happened today. It happened like a little while ago. I haven't seen a lot of reaction. Uh, I literally saw one dumb, angry guy whine and say, hey, Pfizer, don't touch those fucking kids. But that was it. Like, Because they really can't have an answer for this stuff because when, when QAnon suffers a big L and it's just obvious that they lost, they don't like talking about it because it ruins their whole narrative, which is kind of like like optimism and we're winning and Patriots in control. So when something like this happens and they just get like, just, just absolutely kicked in the groin, they, they don't really have a good explanation for why this is a good thing. And it's going to be double plus worse when Trump has a rally and he's like, Hey, you should get your kids vaccinated. I mean, that, that's going to absolutely drive them up a wall trying to explain and justify that. But uh, for the most part, they don't have their talking points yet and they don't know what to say about it because uh, when reality is mean to them, it takes them a long time to try to rationalize it. I mean, they still are trying to rationalize why Biden's the president. 
when things don't fit their narrative, it takes a lot of work for them to explain why the narrative is what the way, why reality is the way it is now and why the narrative isn't being adhered to. Is basically the, the answer to the question. They're they're going to sit on it for a while before inevi- inevitably determining that Facebook was secretly a man the whole time. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, exactly. So uh, that is uh, the questions for the week. So that leads us to the uh, question and numerous from Scareman Walkman, which is, "What are you looking forward to?" Sleeping. I- I'm sure that I'm sure that it is probably carrying through the microphone. But we are recording late tonight, and I'm fucking exhausted. So if if people are just like, "Man, Elsie is a little like sluggish on the on the punchlines and a little punchy uh, this week," uh, especially for having to carry uh, the burden of no Sarge. Well, then you're right. It's because I'm fucking very tired. So <laughs> after we're done recording, I'm going to lay down and I'm going to enter the Odin sleep, and I'm going to recharge my batteries and. Uh, then I will go back to maximum levels of being a snarky asshole. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to just uh, more sports ball fun. It's uh, like I, I'm not a big fan of the of baseball, but knowing that I'm going to have a sports book full of people agonizing over every play, and then when I listen to all these idiots in the casino talking about how they got the stone cold lock of the week and there's no way anyone's beating the Dodgers kid and all that kind of stuff. It's oh just, yeah. Keep, keep talking about baseball. This is going to put me right to bed. There we I'm go. Try, that, I'm gonna, th- this is the ticket. I'm like, <laughs> fucking sweep me away. Sandman. Just, just guiding you into the arms of Morpheus as it were. All right. Well, on that pleasant note, it is time for uh, me to hit myself and Mr. Mike Rains with the, uh, little bit of uh, morphine, put us right to sleep, and uh, that way we can escape Hellworld into the land of our dreams, where hopefully we will encounter no Frederick Kruegers, because tis the season for that sort of stuff. Uh, thank you for sticking by us on uh, this two-man show, and just in general, thank you for supporting the show. If you like what you're listening to, you can support us for free, no money down, by telling a friend or giving us a five-star review or, you know, giving us a thumbs up or whatever the fuck they want you to do to increase uh, engagement on whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening to this through. If you have some money and you'd like to support us, you can do so by visiting our Patreon at patreon.com slash poker politics, where you can get access to a slate of bonus episodes by uh, donating at the $5 and above uh, tier. Uh, uh, we're talking series like Kabbalin, The Fowler's Deed, Mike Grant's Untitled History Podcast, allegedly at some point Sarge's Conspiracy Corner, although that's been slow. And at some point, uh, probably during this month, we are going to make time to record the uh, binge-wordy Adventures in Hellworld crossover podcast, Where We Go One, We Go Squall, where the gang's going to sit down and watch White Squall and discuss it because that's where uh, QAnon's dumb catchphrase comes from. So, Go ahead and join us by donating at the Patreon. Uh, like I said, you can get all that stuff for five dollars, uh, including uh, you. That uh, well, including that means that you will join the illustrious company of uh, this week's beautifuler babies, X Wayfarer and Chris G. So thank you very much for your support, folks. If you have money and you don't want to give it to us, you can donate it uh, to a good cause at love146.org. They're an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation, and that is in their own words. As always, I would like to thank DJ Minimal Effort for supplying our intro theme song. He is too cool for social media, but we still like to shout him out anyway because he's just generally a rad dude. Uh, our buddy who does the voice of Q when it's necessary, but you will most likely recognize from doing our content warning at the top and all of our bumps is our voiceover fr- uh, friend, uh, Frosty. You can find him on Twitter at FrostyVO. Sarge and I 
have a podcast when he hasn't been abducted by Al-Qaeda. Uh, and that podcast is called Binge Wordy. We discuss pop media. So if you can't get enough of my uh, quickly fading as I get more exhausted voice, uh, you can go over there and join us for uh, Spooktober, where we are watching scary movies this month. Uh, I'm going to be forcing Sarge to watch The Happening. So you can come listen to me and Sarge discuss The Happening this week uh, over at BingeWordy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at BingeWordy, B-I-N-G-E-W-O-R-D-Y. So for another quote-unquote successful episode of the best... Uh, the, see, I, I almost got the name of the podcast wrong. I'm fading so fast. The Adventures in Hell World Podcast. I've been your host, L. No co-host Sarge this week, but I will sign off for our QAnon expert and expert in all things conspiracy and conservative related, Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed, patriots. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to Quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.